morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning, good morning. Happy Monday. The date is June 13th. Thank you for getting your morning started with 7.31 a.m. This is Charlie Coldrunner. going to be just me on this episode today, so maybe if I'm your least favorite host, maybe skip this one, but I hope that's not the case. I got a lot of fun stuff to talk about. There isn't usually as much news on the weekends as there is on the weekdays, but we actually got a lot of entertainment news this weekend, so I have a lot of stuff to go into. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the NBA Finals, um, and it should be a fun episode. Thanks for tuning in. So of course, we always start with an anniversary. Um, and when I look for anniversaries, I always want it to be something topical, something that applies to what's going on. And it's just so crazy when you look at anniversaries in this time of the year, um, thinking about the fact that the Warriors are in the NBA Finals again, that there are two big anniversaries that the Warriors are involved in um, from this day, June 13th. So five years ago on this day, the Warriors beat the Cavs. It was uh, the second time they beat them of their three uh, their three times that they had met up so far. Um, the Cavs beat them the year prior, coming back from the 3-1 deficit, which is just still one of the most insane things that ever has happened in the NBA Finals. But this is the anniversary of five years ago where they beat them 4-1. KD was the MVP. And then if we go two years forward, three years ago, uh, the 2019 NBA Finals are when the Toronto Raptors beat the Golden State Warriors, um, becoming the first Raptors team to ever win their championship. It's just so crazy when you look at anniversaries with the Warriors in the finals right now that there are just so many uh, instances. I mean, they went to the finals, what, like six times in the past eight years or something crazy. They it, It's insane. They just, as I'm scrolling through anniversaries, they keep coming up. I'm um, also speaking of basketball before I go into some updates. If you haven't seen it yet, Adam Sandler's uh, basketball movie on Netflix called Hustle. Um, I watched it this weekend and I loved it. I mean, I don't think it's going to win an Oscar, but like if you follow the NBA, um, you're definitely going to enjoy it. It's just Adam Sandler with lit every basketball player in it is played by an actual professional basketball player. There's never like actors. So Anthony Edwards, I feel like has been going around a lot that he's featured very heavily, but there are so many great cameos in it that I don't want to spoil. But if you're an NBA fan, um, you should definitely watch it. It is a very cute, wonderful movie with a lot of great cameos. Um, and overall, I, I really enjoyed it. It's a great sort of like turn off your brain, just watch movie. And I, I really enjoyed it with that. We can hop into what happened this weekend in basketball. Sports. So if you haven't heard, on Friday night, the Warriors won game four. It was a very important game for them to win because if they lost, they would be down 3-1 and only one team has ever come back from a 3-1 deficit uh, in the NBA Finals, which was the Cleveland Cavaliers coming back against the Warriors in 2016. Um, So it was very important for them to win on Friday. Uh, And the game, it was, I mean, the game was sloppy for a lot of it, but there were so many lead changes. It kept going back and forth and back and forth. Um, But Stephen Curry really turned it on, really put the team on his back. It was so... Just sometimes when you're watching games, you realize, am I watching a historic performance right now? Um, And it became pretty clear as you were watching that game that you were in the midst of watching a historic performance. The outcome of the game... Uh, with Steph having 43 points, 10 rebounds, and four assists. Uh, A lot of people who rank the potential finals MVP candidates have now launched Steph to definitely being the person who will win finals MVP. If you don't know, also, Steph has, they have won the finals three times, but he has never won finals MVP. I would argue he is maybe the greatest finals performer of all time to never win finals MVP. Um, Just for reference, so far this in the finals, Steph has had been averaging 34.3 points per game, 6.3 rebounds and 3.8 assists. The next best performer is Jalen Brown with 22 points per game and Tatum with 22 points per game. So a lot of people think even if the Celtics win that Steph could still win finals MVP, there is precedent 
um, for the losing team, having a player win in 1969. Jerry West won finals MVP despite the Lakers losing in seven games to the Celtics. And then in more recent times, in 2015, a lot of people be, believe LeBron should have won because he averaged like 36 points per game or something absolutely insane. He had no help on that team and they lost, but he was far and away the most valuable player in that series. Um, and so it was contentious that he didn't win then. But we'll see. I kind of am still thinking the Warriors are going to win, but I do agree, even if the Celtics win, um, I think Steph does have a case for finals MVP. He's having one of the greatest finals performances of all time. Uh, game five is tonight. They're going to be back in Golden State. Um, it is at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Hopping over into entertainment, thank you to our popular culture editor, Connor, for writing this up for me. We've got a box office roundup. So no surprise, um, the new Jurassic Park movie smoked the competition, finishing in first place, even though it got such bad reviews. I mean, everybody who I've talked to who saw this movie said it was not a good movie. I saw this whole Twitter thread of this guy who's like a diehard Jurassic Park fan who has been for like since they first announced, been like, I'm so excited to see Jurassic World Dominion. Um, And then his tweet when he came out, he was like, that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Do your own research. Go see it if you want. Um, but man, the reviews are not super positive. Um, it made $143 million in the US, $245 million internationally, $390 million worldwide debut. That's crazy. You can make a bad movie with a lot of PR marketing and still make $400 million in the first weekend. And the thing about this movie is that a lot of the cast from the original is back. So Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum are all in it. And then the new cast, Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard and DeWanda Wise. Um, Top Gun Maverick continued to have a pretty good run, had 50 million domestically. Um, pretty good considering that there was such a big release with the Jurassic Park movie this weekend. Staying in entertainment, uh, they announced that Spider-Man No Way Home will be returning to theaters this fall. Um, so Spider-Man No Way Home, which came out last winter and went on to break a lot of records, became a lot of people's favorite Marvel movie. Also, it's been a lot of time now and I can kind of share my take. Um, I loved Spider-Man No Way Home. I thought it was really enjoyable. But based on the reviews I heard of it um, before I saw it, I kind of thought it was going to blow my mind and it didn't really blow my mind. Like, I loved it. I had a really great time watching it. I think there were amazing scenes in it. But I just it, it to me, it, it's not a top five Marvel movie to me. I don't think I still think that there's a lot of um, other Marvel movies that, that take the cake for me. But it was super fun. It's super super fun movie and now they're bringing it back to theaters it'll be back in theaters september 2nd with what they're calling the more fun stuff version um, which will have like extended scenes and some deleted scenes and stuff like that it's releasing in celebration of spider-man's 60th anniversary in the comics and the 20-year anniversary of toby's uh debut in the original spider-man tickets for that are gonna go on sale august 9th i had mixed feelings about this when i first saw this because i was like can they keep doing this just to make more money just keep re-releasing movies um and then i realized that the highest grossing film of all time to date is still when adjusted for inflation is gone with the wind and gone with the wind uh gone with the wind adjusted for inflation has made 3.7 billion dollars um and i realized that gone with the wind was in theaters <laughs> so it's a different time but was in theaters from 1939 to 1943 for four years and then since had eight re-releases um over like 50 years since then so it's like there's precedent for this i always just am worried about the studio is just trying to make as squeeze as much money as they can out of movies and i'd rather no way home just becomes like part of the canon people stream it from home but it is a great movie theater movie so for people who didn't get to see it in the theaters it will be nice to get to to get to watch it so i, I don't want to be too much of a hater and then finally one last little piece of entertainment news which this has been confirmed a million times so i don't know why this is news again but it but when i saw it i was like this is news um squid game has fully been confirmed for season two but i saw ign's article was like it's been confirmed for season two for a third time for some reason um which i I agree i because i feel like we've reported on it already but this is like the most concrete uh return notification we've gotten um because it came with an actual message from the show's creator um huang dong hyuk is the writer director producer 
and creator of Squid Game, he, he couldn't really have played any more roles um, within Squid Game than he did. Like, so uh, Netflix tweeted yesterday a message from him. A whole new round is coming. Um, it took 12 years to bring the first season of Squid Game to life last year. It took 12 days for Squid Game to become the most popular Netflix series ever. It goes on some other stuff. Um, Ji Hoon returns. The front man returns. The man in the suit with the doc. Ji might be back. You'll also be introduced to Young He's boyfriend, Chil Suo. I'm reading all this from the uh, the letter just for reference. Um, and then he ends it with join us once more for a whole new round. Uh, I'm excited. I love Squid Game. I, I think whenever shows get so, so, so hyped the way Squid Game does, as somebody like me who's kind of a, a hater, like there are things I can be critical about of it. Um, but overall, I really liked it. Uh, with stuff like that, I feel like it really existed as one season to me. So I'm interested to see how they create a second season that feels like it has the same stakes and is as interesting. So they're going to have to prove it to me on this one. But the creator is incredibly, incredibly talented. Um, so I'm excited to see. But again, about this announcement is like, I don't think there's any more information. They don't they haven't told us when it's coming out or any information and this might be the most official confirmation because it's from netflix officially um we think maybe it'll be in 2023 maybe 2024 we don't have any actual information yet but took 12 years to make the first season so we might have to wait a little bit and that's it for today's episode for more detail on these stories and more head over to 137pm.com or follow us on our social channels also be sure to hop into the discord if you want to talk to the hosts hop on twitter um we'll be back tomorrow as always remember to stay curious 